Initially, we were a little bit hesitant about this episode. Someone asked about it and it, I don't know, it almost sounded like it was going to be a real dream. But as we looked into the research, we actually found a lot of hope, not only for you if you're on the receiving end of the criticism, but even for the critic as well. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have an encouraging episode for you this week, despite the tough topic. This is episode number 193, and today we're going to be talking about how to hold on to self-worth when your spouse is overly critical. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed the top five benefits of creating a happy marriage. Actually, it's uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, we were on holidays last week. In the Black Hills of South Dakota, which is a great spot. Shout out to all you South Dakota people. Thanks for having those Black Hills. <laughs> I thought you were going to say thanks for having us. Oh, and that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, the uh, you know that was us working on creating happy marriage too. But that episode was all about creating some light at the end of the tunnel for those of you that are in the trenches fighting for your marriages. So it's worth going back and checking out. And then again, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. Let's get into the topic of how you can hold on to yourself when your spouse is overly critical. Yes. So I feel like we need to say, or I need to say right off the bat, that we're not attempting to minimize the destructive potential of criticism in our episode today. Okay. You know, just saying, well, you know, it's not a big deal. It it may even be worth checking out our mini-series on abuse, because domestic abuse can involve a purely verbal basis. It can be a Mm -hmm, psychological mm -hmm. thing, right? And not be physical. And if you think that that may be relevant for you, you can start that series of episodes at oaf.link slash one, two, three, or just scroll back in your podcast player to episode 123 and start there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I've had women come to me just thinking that their spouse is critical and not realizing that there is a profound belief system in place that is fundamentally abusive. Okay. And Especially if you've been in this a long for a long time and you don't know about it, it's it's like wow, okay, there's actually something a lot more deep going on here. Mm-hmm. And I I do think too, while we're on this subject, there's a difference between verbal abuse and emotional abuse. The first is using words to hurt someone, which is something that we've all done in our lives, mm-hmm. not proud moments. But the emotional abuse that's that's more of a conscious or a subconscious systematic attempt to undermine someone's self worth and dignity. And neither, of course, are acceptable, but the Mm -hmm. latter is particularly damaging. And today, as we go into this topic, we're staying on the lighter end of the spectrum in the bad behavior category. So it's not particularly about abuse, but just about the critical rut that we or our spouse can get into and what to do about that if you're on the receiving end. Okay. Because it's hard. Yeah. So where does the criticism come from? Well, that's a good question. So taking a step back and trying to ask that question and, and... saying, well, why is this person being critical is a good place to start. Because the nature of the criticism, it wants you to think that there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. So when you stop and say, okay, well, why is is criticism coming at me on a constant basis? And you start thinking about where it's coming from. 
then instead of focusing internally on yourself as the target, you're focusing on the source. And that's a question Mm. worth asking. Not that we would ever want to get to the point where we would never receive any criticism. But again, we're talking about being in a situation where there's an, you know, an overly critical spouse. Yeah. Right. But I mean, accepting criticism is a little bit different than having someone be critical. Critical all the time. All the time. It is. Yeah. And so we want to think about uh, a few things with regards to possible reasons why someone might be, have ongoing, an ongoing criticism problem. One is attribution. Now, the human mind naturally interprets, interprets things around it in line with its current mood and beliefs. So if someone's happy, they're more likely to interpret things around mm-hmm. them as being positive, And they're more likely to see positive things and ignore the negative things. Mm-hmm. If they're unhappy, the reverse is true. They're more likely to see the negative things and ignore the positive things. Oh, that is so me. And uh, how did you want me to respond to that? You just keep going. Okay. Mm-hmm. In marriage, this means that someone who's happy with their spouse and with the relationship will see lots of things to be happy about and interpret what their spouse does in a positive way. Oh, that's me too. <laughs> <laughs> good, good recovery there. <laughs> yeah. But someone who's dissatisfied with the marriage will see more reasons to be unhappy and they'll interpret things in a more negative way, thus leading to negativity and criticism. Hmm. So the point here is to take a step back and ask yourself, am I doing something upsetting or wrong or inconsiderate that I should genuinely be considering? Or are there other circumstances in our marriage or in our lives generally that are leading my spouse to be critical of me? So mm-hmm. it's about these other issues that are making him unhappy, but I happen to be the whipping boy. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Now that's very nuanced to sort out, right? Yeah. Well, when you're right in it. It's hard to it, see. Yeah. Right. But I think sometimes when folks take a step back and they just kind of look at this, they can say, you know what? We've got some very difficult things going on. And mm-hmm. a lot of that is, a lot of the frustration of that is coming my way. Okay. And that actually okay. just acknowledging that right there, not to excuse it, but it gives you some distance from it because you realize it actually isn't really about you. Right. It's even not though you're fault. receiving the brunt of it, right? Mm, okay. So a couple examples. Your spouse may have just lost his job and his dad is in the hospital with cancer and you're receiving a lot of criticism. And I'm not saying here it's okay for him to take that out on you, but you can make some space for your own mental well-being by acknowledging that this is about what is going on inside him emotionally and not actually about flaws in you. Mm-hmm. That's a fairly clear example of of external issues that are kind of, they're in the marriage. They're not between you, but they're part of your marriage. Mm-hmm. And yet the frustration comes out on you. We'll talk about what to do with this kind of situation at the end of the show today. So towards the end. when you're talking about like you're receiving a lot of criticism, are you meaning like, uh, like everything's your fault? You can't do anything right? It could be just what does your, it mean? like you're driving or the housekeeping isn't good enough for the cooking or there's just complaining or. Okay. So it's complaining about you pretty much. Yeah. Okay. You or what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Now a tougher one to sort out is if the marriage itself is in distress, like the relationship has problems. So typically both spouses have a role to play in a, dist- in a distressed marriage. Mm-hmm. But if one spouse has poor conflict resolution skills, she or he may try to correct the problem by pointing out the perceived deficits in the other spouse. Mm, yeah. And I know, I'm gonna, let me try to explain this to you, and I, this might be a bit of a jump, but typically this is a desperate attempt to connect because the belief is that if these issues can be set aside by me pointing them out and you correcting them, then we can be safe and be together. That's oh, kind of how the flow like of thought. Like the pursuer kind of. Yes. Not realizing that the way I'm trying to achieve that is actually driving you further from me. Uh huh. Right. 
And again, though, if you can look past that criticism to see the attempt to connect in behind it, it may help create some room for yourself to choose to respond differently and then break out of that cycle. Mm, Okay. Am I making sense here? I think so. Now, another possible source of criticism could be mental health challenges, such as symptoms of depression or anxiety. That can affect the way people see and interpret the world around them. So a spouse who struggles with these issues, if they're diagnosed as having a mental health disorder, or if they're just simply having some of the symptoms, they may become highly critical due to seeing everything through a negative filter. The filter, this being a symptom of a different problem, right? Okay. As one example, uh, a set of researchers in 2000 found that negativity and criticism in marriage was consistently predicted by the critical spouse's level of anxiety. I can totally understand that. Yes. And in fact, I just, I didn't look at it, but scrolling through Facebook today, one, someone had posted an article about rage coming from anxiety, which is really interesting. So again, if this is the situation, then you can hold on to your own self-worth by just saying to yourself, okay, this is his anxiety speaking right now. I know Dave, maybe. Dave loves me and cherishes me, Mm -hmm. but this is the anxiety speaking. So I'm going to let the words go past me. And I'm not saying that you should go on to accept the kind of behavior, but sometimes you just need to figure out how to hold on to yourself while your spouse has a chance to figure out what's going on for him or her. Right. So these are kind of just survival coping strategies, right? Okay. Interesting. So I think what we're kind of seeing here, whether it's mental health or the attribution issue, is that you start to see the criticism as a symptom of something rather than being the problem. Oh, you're not attributing it to the person. No, I that may be correct for Linda, but I'm saying that the attribution of the critic is what's important. What what are they actually unhappy about? So remember the guy who in the example lost his or is losing mm-hmm. his dad to cancer and has lost his job. Mm-hmm. He's critical of his wife, but he's attributing criticism to his wife. Right. Whereas the actual issues are all the stress that he's right. Feeling. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, perfectionism is another one. So spouses may be overly critical due due to having perfectionist values. Now, perfectionism can be a real challenge in marriage. It often comes from being highly criticized or having high expectations placed on you as a child. It can also come from low self-esteem and fear of being judged or evaluated. Perfectionist views about your spouse, like requiring your spouse to be perfect, will naturally lead to higher levels of criticism. Mm -hmm. And again, this is about recognizing that your spouse is, so if you're on the receiving end, you have to recognize that this is your spouse's perfectionism speaking. In that sense, the criticism is Mm. evidence of dysfunction within them and not within you. So recognizing that helps you to hold on to your self-worth. Okay. And again, in sharing these strategies, I hope we don't become like Teflon where nothing sticks to us. Like we still need to be willing to receive feedback from our spouses. But just for those situations where there's very clearly a criticism problem with our spouse that's happening, this helps make some room, right? And so on that note, our bonus worksheet this week is for a critical spouse. And often the reaction when a person is confronted with their criticism problem is something like, well, can I not say anything negative to my spouse? Like she or he can do whatever they want. Well, the answer is no, but you cannot continue the barrage of criticism either. Mm -hmm. That constant barrage of criticism erodes a person's self-esteem. It has a variety of negative impacts that we're going to list out shortly after the break here. But if you want a way to give each other necessary feedback, our bonus guide articulates the Gottman concept of a complaint versus a criticism, which is a very, very useful concept. Yeah. And you can get that by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll just take a quick 60-second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. 
Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about how we can attribute criticism back to its source and create some space for ourselves that way. I want to go, Verlinda, briefly over the impact that criticism has on marriage okay. and on the criticized spouse. Just going back, you said the bonus content was for the critical, that's the person who is critical, not the receiving person. Okay. Sorry, now you wanted to go back over? The impact that it has on okay. marriage and on the criticized spouse. So high levels of criticism from your spouse can lead to a variety of negative outcomes. This is from a few studies, one in 2000, one in 2001. One is lower intimacy for both spouses. Obviously, you're not going to be yeah. close to each other if, if the person is hurtful to you. Reduced marital satisfaction for both spouses. Reduced self-esteem and more negative self-image for the criticized spouse. Okay. Poor cooperation on joint tasks. So it's not going to make me amicable towards working with you. Criticized all the time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Similar. <laughs> okay. The other study also reported lower marital satisfaction for both spouses. And then greater likelihood of conflict and more use of poor conflict solving skills. So the more critical you are, There's a, the harder it is to resolve conflict. Yeah. Yeah. And higher rates of depressive symptoms for the criticized spouse. So you can see why it's important to address this issue. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't lead, nothing good comes out of it. So let's talk about how to protect your self-esteem from criticism. Okay. And I want to give, uh, let me see here. I think I have four strategies. First one is social support. There's a strong link between your level of self-esteem and the amount of support that you get from your social circle. So normally your spouse is or should be the main source of social support. But if this isn't happening, then having lots of support from friends and family can compensate for that. Okay. Having lots of other voices and opinions supporting and affirming you can raise your self-esteem, even if your spouse is damaging it. Hmm. So that's a reminder to choose to spend time with friends who are edifying, who build you up rather than tear you mm, down. Yeah. And that can help compensate as well. There's also... Uh, another thing you can do is to build your personal identity. So self-esteem is also derived from your personal identity. And identity is defined by uh, a couple of researchers, Cast and Burke, and their study from 2002 as number one, having ideals, goals, and values about who you want to be. And number two, seeing yourself as being able to live up to those goals. So this forms personal identity, right? Now, having a highly critical spouse can impact your self-esteem and identity by interfering with the second part of that definition, which is seeing yourself as being able to live up to those goals. If you're being constantly criticized, you'll feel less like you're able to live up to your personal Mm, ideals. Yeah. And that hurts your self-esteem. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But there are still ways to have a strong identity and good self-esteem with a critical spouse because the question is, how can we work around that? So one thing you can do is establish more of an identity outside of your marriage. Now, we'll qualify this in a moment, but just follow me through here. 
If you pursue individual and personal goals and you take pride in the work and the activities that you do outside of marriage, that's a healthy thing. Having a healthy amount of your activities and interests be outside of your marriage means that a big part of your identity and self-esteem then will be outside the reach of your spouse's criticism. Mm, Okay. Now, this is not the same as disengaging from your spouse and creating a separate world. It's You aren't taking anything away from your marriage. You're just adding extra things outside of it. So you can get through this period where your spouse is having this problem with the criticism issue. Right. I think outside of it sounds a little threatening. Yeah. Yes, it does. It does. But remember, this is, we're speaking to a person who wants to survive in their marriage. Right. Okay. And they need to create resilience, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then another part of this too, with respect to personal identity and seeing yourself as being able to live up to the goals that you've set for yourself is to change your mindset. So instead of internalizing your spouse's critical voice and making that your voice or accepting that as true, mm-hmm. affirm your own values and your successes in the areas where you show that you are capable. So you can define success by whether you are satisfied with yourself, not whether your spouse is mm-hmm. satif- satisfied with you. Mm-hmm. And so pursue aspects of your identity that matter to you, not to your spouse or to anyone else. Okay. Now, again, like you raised the concern, it'd be easy to take what we just said and see it as a trajectory moving away from the marriage. And it could become that. That's possible. But let's be clear that we're not talking here about an abusive marriage, just a marriage with a spouse who's gotten bitten quite badly by the criticism bug. And in that context, building your self-esteem may lead to a stronger marriage because as you gain confidence, you can begin to assert yourself in terms of respect and hold on to yourself and also hold your spouse accountable to affirming one another rather than tearing one another down. So you're building yourself up for the sake of your marriage. Ultimately, this is for the marriage. Is that going to be difficult to navigate? Yeah, it probably is. Is your spouse going to resist accountability? You can probably count on that. (laughs) But I would encourage you to commit to trying this for a month at least and then reassess. Don't be swayed easily. Don't just do like a one day. Oh, that's too hard. I think this has good potential. Okay. And there's also then kind of pointing that in towards a positive cycle. So once your self-esteem starts to rise, it helps protect you from having a highly critical spouse. Again, these researchers found that self-esteem can act as a buffer against criticism by helping you to ignore unhelpful criticism or take it in a more positive light and see positive things about yourself, even in the face of negativity. And again, they noted that high self-esteem can also be seen as an emotional anchor which means that your sense of who you are is not as strongly affected by another person's opinion. So if you develop good self-esteem, then the negativity of your spouse won't sway you as much. It won't have as much of an impact upon you. So what's the cycle? Uh, the cycle is is that the less, the less that their words are allowed to have impact on you, mm-hmm. then the more your self-esteem can build up and then the less their words have impact on you. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So on. Okay. And finally, another strategy is to work on positive behaviors. So another couple of researchers, they watched or uh, went with 100, 105 couples over two years, and they found that the frequency of criticism and negativity was linked to lower marital satisfaction, as expected. Mm-hmm. But they noticed that the frequency of positive relationship maintenance behaviors. Now, those are things like displays of affection, praising one another, pointing out good qualities, wanting to spend time together. Those things acted as a buffer against criticism. So you could try encouraging your critical spouse to show affection and to use good relationship behaviors as well. And I think in this, like, there's always the point of affirming what you want more of because you can kind of step into the negativity too and engage that and really promote that cycle. Mm-hmm. 
But he, you know, even in distressed marriages, there are still positive moments. And my question is, do you acknowledge those moments? Mm. I know it's hard when you're frustrated with the whole picture and the general direction things are going, but you can always choose your own response, even though you can't choose your spouse's. Right. And we go more into that in the, in the bonus guide as well. Okay. So that's definitely another option that you could consider to help with uh, a situation where your spouse is overly critical. Now, let's just close by dealing with the cause of criticism and talking about that. So high levels of criticism and negativity, as we said, they often come from a place of anxiety, dissatisfaction, or insecurity. Helping your spouse overcome these issues will help them become less critical. So for example, if the criticism is caused by negative attributions due to your spouse being dissatisfied with the marriage, perhaps there are parts of the marriage you need to work on. Or if it's caused by mental health issues or perfectionism in your spouse, could you encourage your spouse to work through these issues to help alleviate their need to criticize you? Mm-hmm. So rather than coming at the criticism directly and addressing that, you're addressing the source. Okay. And the criticism is just a symptom of all this. Yes. Could be. Could be. And it could also be the case that your spouse is not aware of how critical they are being. Perhaps in their family of origin, this was normal. It was something that was modeled in his or her parents. And you can choose to, in an authentic way, tell your spouse how hard the critical words are on you and the Mm. feelings that are prompted in your heart back towards him. Like when you do this, I actually start getting like livid at you inside and I Mm. leave whatever is happening, right? And the goal here is not to prevent all negative or critical feedback in this, but just to have your marriage become a place of positivity and encouragement and affirmation. So that's why we want to go back and deal with the root cause of criticism. And we want to make sure, too, that you guys have had a conversation so that your spouse does know how his or her words impact you. Mm -hmm. Going back to your example, we had a podcast a long time ago, like, is it ever okay to say, if you do this, I'm going to leave? So do you think that's a good thing to tell your spouse? Like when you're critical, I just want to leave. Well, that's, so the the podcast earlier was an ultimatum, which is binding on you, but. Like, wouldn't it be easier for them to hear rather than you make me so mad to like, that hurts. Like it makes me feel like I'm not worthy or. Yeah. Like that would be a little easier to embrace. It would be easier to embrace, but it may also be true that it makes a person that where they go in their mind is that they want to leave. Okay. So you're not threatening to leave or not saying, if you do this, I'm going to leave necessarily. But this is how bad it hurts that Mm. to me, the pain of leaving this relationship is less than the pain of staying with these kinds of comments. That's why I really need you to. Okay. Yeah. It's too much. So, and that, of course, like, you know, if you're screaming that at each other, it's a very different conversation than how I just said it, which was sort of calm and super sincere, right? Where it's, it's really from the heart and it's vulnerable. And they can hear that. Which is risky to do when your spouse is critical, right? Yeah, so this is hard. Sure, for it's sure. hard. So, but uh, yeah. But sometimes you just have to let them know that What's going this on? is a problem. What, what happens, yeah. 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 And again, this is not about getting to the spot where you can't ever say anything negative. But mm-hmm. sometimes in that larger context of building each other up to be better people, it is still legitimate to register complaints with one another. Sometimes you do have to let your spouse know when something is a problem. And that's okay. It's just that when most of what you're getting is negative, that it wears a person down. And especially when it's coming out in a critical way that is more demeaning to the character, that could be nasty, mm-hmm. it's eroding self-esteem, that kind of thing. So. Hopefully this gives you some to work with. Again, we have therapists that can help you guys with this if if you'd like to talk to one of our specialists. 
just reach out to us through our website. We'd be glad to help you as well. So we want to thank Camille and Joel for becoming patrons between this recording and our previous one. Thank you. We appreciate your support a lot. So, and to all of our patrons who support us month to month, thank you so much for all that you do to keep our podcast going and helping us to reach thousands of marriages every week. Mm-hmm. Next week. Next week, we're talking about the hidden cost of marriage problems. And that's one to help motivate us to pursue growth in our marriages rather than settling for the constant challenges and discomforts and getting used Mm. to that. Sounds interesting. Hidden cost. And actually, I should say, I think that's, I think we should get to that next week, but we are hitting a little bit of a holiday season where we have some travel and I have some training. So we're going to try and stay on top of our episodes, but I will be back full bore in September if we're not... um, if we're hitting as this. As consistent as you <laughs> hope we are, or we hope we are. Yes, that is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 193. Find out how you can help marriages, go to oyf.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.